the contrast couldn't be greater. You've got Pontius Pilate there on the right. He's dressed in the finest clothes. He gets to eat the best food. In his hands are the power of life and death. He lives in a fortress or a palace. He's the governor of Judea. Jesus, though the crown is there, or the halo is there to let you know it's Jesus, um, is dressed in plain, coarse cloth that everyday people would have. All that he owns is on his back. He has no home to rest his head. Pilate has 3,000 troops at his command, and they are there to put down the revolt, any kind of uprising to make sure the taxes go to Rome. And Jesus' followers are actually rather shabby. For among Jesus' followers are fishermen, a despised tax collector, people who've been healed from ailments, women who have followed Jesus on the road. Jesus was born to a family among the working poor, Pilate, is born to one of the upper-class families of Rome. The contrast couldn't be more stark than it is here. And yet things seem to change in a conversation that Pilate has with Jesus. Our scripture shows us this conversation Then Pilate entered the headquarters again. Jesus has been taken, he's been bound, and he is being examined both by the high priest and by Pilate. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. And here it refers to Jewish leaders. Pilate asked him, so you are a king? You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. It's hard to get a grasp on what Jesus is talking about. He seems to be talking in code. His kingdom is one not of this world. He's not talking about heaven. He's talking about thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus has emptied himself of power and come to live among humans. He does not command attention like a rock star, nor does he hold the power of an international corporation. In fact, 
Jesus, kingship is rarely acknowledged in our world, and his crown is thorns, and his throne is a cross. Jesus' kingdom, the kingdom of God on earth, is about a different kind of power. It is about a kind of power that can change people from the inside out. It's about the power of love and relationship. It's about the gift that Jesus gives all of us and makes us all kings and queens of God. It is the power that we are all daughters and sons of God. And the kingdom is where those green shoots of renewal rise up from the earth. And it's a gift. It's a gift from God. It's not that we can do it on our own. It's a gift. It's like all the presents underneath the Christmas tree except better because they last much longer. Jesus' kingdom is not a place, it's a state of being, a way to live, a commitment to a particular way of life in the world. And we have to become bilingual. We have to become citizens first of Christ's kingdom and yet live in a world where our values are very, very different. In Jesus' kingdom, Everybody's welcome to come into the feast. The people from the east end and the west end and south side and north side, they're all coming in. The prostitutes sit down with the bankers. The rich and the refugee come on in too. And the homeless child is playing on the floor with the child who has everything she could ever want. And you know what they're doing? They're sharing stories and laughing, and sometimes they're crying together. And sometimes they're talking about what a difference Jesus has made in their lives, but everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome into Christ's kingdom, even the people we think may not be worthy. It's always a gift. It's a gift from God. The kingdom is where our bodies and our souls are healed, where rage is turned into love, fear into courage, and hardness of heart is transformed into compassion. Hope and love get spread around like jelly, a big jar of jelly. During apartheid in South Africa, for those of you who weren't around when it ended, It was a time in South Africa where the black majority was treated uh, treated quite brutally by those in power. And one of the leaders, religious leaders of that country, who always exemplified Christ's love, Desmond Tutu, wrote this, goodness is stronger than evil, love is stronger than hate even while townships burned and people could not give, get to jobs. Light is stronger than darkness, and life is stronger than death. Victory is ours through him who loved us.
he held on to this life. He knew it was more powerful than all the violence and all the killing and all the destruction in the world. Goodness is stronger than evil. Love is stronger than hate. Now, in October, this church was asked to to make cookies for Cairo's prison ministry, and we were asked to make 150 dozen, and we made 180 dozen. And kids in the preschool made placemats with wonderful pictures, cheery pictures, and the youth made these posters that talked about God's love for them. And Ray Ryan in our church, with a bunch of other people, went into a maximum security prison, and they hold a weekend. And the people come because they get as many cookies as they can eat. But something happens there that can only be a gift, a blessing from God, for people are changed. Here's a clip from Cairo's ministry. I'm going to tell you about Kairos, this prison ministry that comes inside them walls. It's a dead man. A lot of people say we dead men. I mean, I was just a mad man. Everybody got a story. But when you really get touched by God, that's when you know you got a real story. Well, my name is Tommy Fisher. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I grew up in the street gangs there. I got a lot of trouble. I ended up doing 20 years, 11 months flat in prison. I had an aggravated life sentence. I wasn't supposed to never get out. I ran the gangs in prison, you know, and I hurt a lot of men for some crazy reasons. I used to actually get Christians beat up because they say they wanted to come to Christ. That's how crazy and radical I was. But when they pick Kairos, they only pick the worst inmates on the unit because they want the roughest dudes on the unit, the fools, to get changed. And this ministry is actually going in here and showing this love and changing people like that. I'm gonna tell you the truth, I went for their food. I didn't go to get saved, but God had set me up. When I was sitting there, man, you know, I was listening to this dude talk. You know when Paul was on the road to Damascus and Jesus, just Jesus' presence knocked him off that horse? I know for a fact I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. I felt it like Paul felt it. And from that day forward, man, God has just been blessing my life. While I was in that prison, I got into this Thurapon Theological Seminary and Bible Institute. I got a bachelor's degree in biblical studies. I also went to college and I got me an LBT. I just thank God for God bless me. I got a license to counsel, you know. And I really thank God for what he changed me into because I used to be a monster. I used to really be a monster. The only reason why I don't know if I ever killed a man because I never went back and asked the man who I shot was he dead. But I shot a lot of people and I hurt a lot of people's lives. But ministries like Kairos can go inside them walls and show a man it's God's love. Man, if I could tell anybody, anybody about Kairos, man, it's changing lives. Because I got to give God back what he gave me. He gave me back my life. He gave me them years that the locust stole from me. He gave them back to me. <laughs> and I'm thankful.
the kingdom of God, hearts are changed and people are transformed. Maybe not as dramatically as this, but it happens. The world will tell us that evil is stronger than love, but it's not the truth. The world will tell us that we must hit back, but that's not true. Jesus is the truth, and he shows us the way to love and to be transformed, and it's always a gift from God. Thanks be to God.